Welcome to Hills Podcast. Hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date each week. Good morning, church. Hey, it's so I'm so glad that you'll be able to join us. What an amazing week. We're almost out of alert level four, moving into number three. Even though there's not really much difference between four and three, but at least next Tuesday you can all line up at KFC and McDonald's and get your favourite treat. But uh, this morning we're going to open up God's Word and we're going to have a treat ourselves and we're going to um, just um, begin uh, this morning in prayer. So Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for this day. This is a day the Lord has made. And Lord, we choose today to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for this beautiful scenery that I have the privilege of standing with your people um, to speak your words. I ask that you will be, um, the Holy Spirit will speak through me into your people. We ask that you will penetrate every every screen, every place that they may be laying or sitting and that this word will be planted in hearts that are ready and Father God that, that they will actively work out this word. Lord, may you be glorified in this season. May you be honoured. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the wind is a bit blowing, so I do hope and pray that you'll just enjoy the scenery. People are mowing their lawns. Um, Things are happening, but this morning we are going to open up God's word. If you can, grab your Bible, grab your pen, grab your papers, grab your diary, grab whatever you need to grab, have a cup of tea, and let's open the word to Psalms 127 verse 1. Let's say it again, Psalms 127 verse 1. The Bible says these simple words to us this morning, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. This morning I I want to pay special attention in that particular verse to the first part of the verse. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. Throughout my time in ministry, this psalm, Psalms 127.1, has been a main scripture that I've based my life, my ministry, my family on. Um, Before I do anything, before I move and do anything, I ask myself, am I sure this is what the Lord wants? Is this what the Lord is requiring of me to do? And one thing that you and I can notice this morning by reading the scripture is that they built the house. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. In other words, they did build the house. They got it built, but they labored in vain. I want to draw our attention to three pictures that we get from the simple verse. The three pictures are this. The first picture is the picture of the house. The house that has been built is our life. The house that has been built is the work in which we do. The second picture is the builder. You see, the builder is God. I want to say that to us this morning again. The builder is God. And the third picture is the laborers. We are the laborers. So I want to talk a little bit more this morning about that. I want to talk about the house. I want to talk about the builder. And I want to talk about the laborers. Are you with me this morning, church? Say amen. The house that has been built is our life and our work. The book of Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. It says these words. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. I want to say that again. I want to underline that word, does them. 
I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods come, and the winds blow, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I want to say that again and underline that word in your Bible, does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods come, the winds blow and beat on the house and it, and it fell and great was its fall. You see, friends, Jesus is warning us in this particular passage that storms of life are going to come. Regardless on, on who you are in this earth, every, every human being in life are going to experience storms that will come. The winds will come, the waves will come, but there is a way that you and I can prepare for the storm. And there is a choice that you and I need to make in regards to the storm. Jesus warns us that we need to build our lives on a strong foundation. I want to say that again, build our lives on a strong foundation. And he compares two men with two choices. One man chooses to build his house on a strong foundation, the rock. The other man chooses to build his house on a shifting foundation, the sand. What fascinates me this morning about this particular passage about these two men is that they both heard the word, but there is one word that stands out in regards to these two men. The word is do. Both men heard Jesus. One man does what Jesus tells them to do. The other man hears Jesus, but doesn't do what Jesus tells them to do. So I pose this question to us this morning, the body of Christ, for all the listeners out there this morning. Are we hearers building our lives on sand? I want to ask that again. Are we hearers building our lives on the sand? Or are we doers building our lives on the rock? Are we doers building our lives on the rock? The homes these men built with their own lives. And for so many in life, we are set out to make a living. We work hard. We want to make a living. We want to invest. We want to do some great things. And listen, God wants us to be blessed. But, they, but many never make a life. They make a living, but they don't make a life. They go to work. They make a living. They bring the income in. They go home. They go to work make a living, bring the income in and go home. Friends, we must build a life. This is done by the choices that we make every single day, with the things that we choose to think about every single day, the things that we choose to believe every single day, even the things that we choose not to believe every single day, the actions we choose to take and also the actions we choose not to take. All of these things add up to our lives being built. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I want to say that again this morning because this, this encourages me. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or 
or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This should be encouraging all of us this morning. Whatever we do in life, we need to do it for God's glory. That means to honor God in everything we do. Whether we're working, whether we're, we're schooling our kids, whether we're playing, whether we're, we're yelling at our kids, I don't know, whether we're disciplining them, whether we're shopping, whether whatever we may do, we need to do it for God's glory. Life, my friend, isn't something that we find. Life isn't something that happens to us. Life is something we build. I want to say that again to us this morning. Life isn't something that we find. Life is not something that happens to us. Life is something you and I build. Who we become isn't something we discover. And we think that. We think that we discover who we become. It is something we choose. God wants us to make choices this morning. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says these words, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which means it's already been laid. It says, For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation that is already laid down for you and I. If we were to build a house, we need to be careful to make sure we place the foundation. And the deeper we go, the higher we can go. A secured foundation that would ensure the stability during life stress and the daily uses of that home. So how do you and I build a solid foundation? How do we build our lives on the rock? We can simply say, well, just read and pray and worship. And these are all important, important lifestyles that you and I must be doing and should be doing to build a solid foundation. But can I give us one simple answer? By doing what Jesus said. Easy. Just do what Jesus said. When Jesus told Matthew, the tax collector, to leave everything and to follow him, Building his life on the rock meant that he had to leave his business and follow Jesus. That's how he built his life on the rock. He listened to the word of God, but not only that, he did what God required him to do. When he told his disciples to take the loaves of bread to the multitudes, building their life on the rock meant getting the basket and taking the bread out to the multitudes. They did what they were told to do. So for you and I today, Jesus isn't physically here. He's not here, you know, giving us commandments, but he has given us his word. He's given us his instructions. He's given us his Bible. And that word is helping us to build a solid foundation. We can still build our foundation on the rock by doing what Jesus tells us to do through the word of God. So during, you know, this time of isolation, we're in level three for another two weeks and who knows what's going to happen, but who cares? Let's just enjoy this time of isolation and let's use our time wisely. Let's get into the word. Let's listen to what God's doing. Then do what the word tells us to do. Amen. So on our daily doing, what we're hearing from God, we need to do what God is telling and we will build our house on that rock. Amen.
let's look at the second picture that we see in Psalms 127. The picture of the builder. The builder is God. Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 4. Hebrews 3, 4 says these words. For every house is built by someone. In other words, every house that you and I see, every person that is a house that represents a house, it is built by someone. But who he who built all things is God. I want to say that again. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Um, I love this quote, and I'll share this quote with you from C.S. Lewis. The quote says this, Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right. He is stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You know that these jobs needed doing and so you are not surprised by him doing this. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts and does not seem to make any sense. You ask yourself, what on earth is he doing? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out new wiring here, putting up extra floors, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage. That's what you thought. But he is building a palace. He is building a palace that he intends to come and live in it himself. Isn't that an amazing quote? Isn't that so true that you and I, we have visions of what we want to build our lives to be, but when God steps into our lives, when um, we thought how our lives were going to be, when God steps in, it completely changes and and, and you, you're not surprised by the things that he does, but then he freaks you out when he starts totally changing your life right side up. Because he's building a palace that he intends to live in. He's not building something small. He's building something great and something powerful and something influential. He's building you because he is the master builder. Isn't that powerful this morning? I think of it this way. Our lives are are like um, construction materials. We have a free will to accept salvation and we must allow God to begin work. So when we accept salvation, we allow God to step into our lives. And when we receive salvation, the work of Jesus Christ begins to, to take place inside of us. But this is our challenge. So many allow construction to start at salvation but many simply stop construction, which means they stop the project from continuing. That project is called growth. We receive salvation, but then we stop that process. We stop it by not doing what God requires us to do. But I want us to remember this promise this morning, that if that is you, if maybe you've stopped the construction work of God in your life, I want to Declare this over your life. Philippians 1, 6, a well-known scripture scripture that you and I can take comfort of this morning. It says, being confident, confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete 
what he started in your life. Thankfully, we need to rejoice in that promise that God, you know what? I stopped construction. I've stopped growing. I stopped reading. I've stopped my prayer time. I've stopped certain things that I know are good for me. But I want to ask you that, you know, to, to come and continue that process in me. The construction he has planned will transform our lives. It'll transform us into strong and mighty towers for his glory. Amen. Jesus is, is, is the builder of all things. It is him. He is the master builder. And maybe there are areas in your life that you have halted. You've kind of like stopped. Think about those areas. Really, truly Spend the next two weeks thinking about those areas that you have stopped and have stopped God, allowing God to construct in your life. Just think about those areas. Is it relationships? Is it people? Is it places? What is it that has that you have halted in your life that you need to say, Lord, finish the work that you started? And it's simple. Lord, just finish the work that you started. Amen. Uh, well, you and I need to make some strong choices this morning to ask him to finish that work. Let's look at the third picture. The third picture from Psalms 127 is the picture of the laborer or the the fellow worker of God. I want us to turn our Bible to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 and 10. We are the laborers, friends. You and I are laborers. I want us to read the scripture. For we are God's fellow workers or God's fellow laborers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which he has given to me as the wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. How amazing, friends, how amazing it is that you and I are fellow workers with God. How amazing that we are his fields and his buildings. Do you know that it is by his grace? I want to say that again. It is by this grace. All of us can trust him and trust in his salvation. And when you and I receive that salvation, instantly and automatically, he placed us in that position of not just sonship, not just just children of God, but he placed us in a position of fellow workers with him. We are under his employment. He becomes our boss. We are his workers. We have a responsibility to do as he requires us to do. We are not uh, fellow workers with God because of anything we have done, but we are fellow workers of God because of everything he has done. He said we are his ambassadors in Christ Jesus because we are employed by faith in his work here on earth. He has breathed his life in us. And this excites me that the very life of Christ is breathed in each and every one of us. And and we are to carry out his work here on earth because he has given us spiritual gifts to empower us to do what he requires us to do. Each of us my friend, has been given a task from God. Each of us, our tasks are completely different. Some of you think your tasks are minimal. Some of you think you've got a lot to carry. But can I say to you, every one of those tasks are so important for building God's eternal purpose here on earth. 
You see, friends, some sow, some water, some reap, some gather into barns, some pray without ceasing. But all of us must trust in the Lord of the harvest who alone gives the increase. I want to say that again. Every one of us has a part to play as laborers and fellow workers of Jesus Christ. Each one of us has a part to play and every part is important. And you may think this morning, you know what, I don't really do much. I may only ring someone once a week or I may only be able to provide, you know, mow my neighbor's lawns or, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing much. Can I say to you, if God has asked you to do that and that is your task, Ask, then that is important for God's bigger plan for his kingdom here on earth. And as God's fellow workers, let us occupy and be busy doing what God requires us to do until he comes back again. Let us be content with the work that he is requiring us to do. Let us be content where he has planted us in the kingdom of God for the bigger picture of what he requires us to do. Let us submit ourselves to his work as he works inside of us as we work outside. Amen. And as we labor with the Lord, we are co-workers with him. And as we continue to be fitted together because that's what we're doing when each one of us are working in our areas of influence or working doing what we're meant to be doing we as the body of Christ are being fitted together as a dwelling place for his Holy Spirit we have been given an incredible opportunity friends as laborers so let us continue to do God's work here on earth with joy and thanksgiving amen so let me think about this this morning Let's go recap about what we've talked about this morning. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. The house that has been built is you and I. The master builder is God himself. He is building his house and we are the laborers. Aren't you blessed this morning? Aren't you glad that we are all part of God's work here on earth? And I thank God that he is the builder in charge of this building and your building and your family and your marriage and your workplace. He is the boss. Amen. So before we finish, friends, let us pray and let us be thankful for the Sunday. Amen. Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the things that you continue to do. May you be glorified in everything we do this week and may you continue to be glorified in the future. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Friends, before I wrap it up, I want to encourage you that, you know, we've got two more weeks in lockdown level three. And I want to encourage you to continue with devotion Monday and Wednesday with us. Um, connect groups are on, on fortnightly Thursday. So this Thursday coming, we have connect group. Next Sunday, we have a special guest all the way from Brisbane, Australia. And we want to ask you to join with us next Sunday. But also I want to encourage you that maybe um, you, you're thinking, how, how am I giving during this time? I want to encourage you that if you are led to give, and you should be led to give if we're followers of Jesus Christ and co-workers because we're co-working, 
that I want to encourage you to jump online and onto our website and there are ways to give on our website and if you can't access that um, our office is open from Tuesday um, you can ring the bell you can't actually come in but you can ring the bell and we can come and we can um, collect your tithe that way but I want to encourage you to continue to give during this time amen also I want to encourage you that even when we go through lockdown two um, we are I'm meeting with our board, I'm meeting with our pastoral teams on a consistent basis. So we will ensure that we communicate to you when we know more. But for now, have a blessed week, have an amazing week. And straight after this, if you have not already done so, connect your kids to our kids program by following the link below. We're going to follow that link below. Um, if not, jump onto the Facebook page and we'll be able to direct you that way. Have a blessed week. Have an um, overcoming week. We love you. Stay connected. Amen.